0: This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash TrekFM.
1: Hi, this is Marina Sirdis, Deanna Troy from Star Trek The Next Generation. You're listening to Trek FM.
2: Tea Earl Grey hot.
1: It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Philip Gilfus, sitting in the center chair this week. I'm joined, as always, on my right by Commander Darren Moser. Our first officer. Now, uh, Commander De- Moser, um, how go the crew evaluations? Um, you know, are you? How do you choose who gets promoted? You know, is it just you and, and the counselor sipping off coffee, throwing darts at the dark How how's it work?
2: No, it's it's great. I have this whole system where I very subtly annoy them to the point that they want to strike back at me but because I control, you know, their promotion schedule, then they just do anything for me. It's actually highly manipulative. I'm surprised Picard lets me get away with it. But uh you know, it's you know, these it's not like we have laundry services here on the Enterprise Philip. I mean, who's going to clean all of these tunics? Obviously, an under under I mean sorry under serviceman is going to need to put it in the replicator push the, I mean I don't have time to put my uniforms in the replicator and have fresh ones you know spit out it's just I I have trombone practice I mean unless if you want to be a master of the trombone it takes a lot of time but uh, I don't want to give away all my secrets but that's basically the the beginning of uh of my command what I actually have a lecture I give. That's mandatory for all under, under staff. It's it's quite a data. Data does the opening poetry reading. It's hilarious. You know, oh, it's just I get these guys really good.
1: Well, that sounds like a job for a blue shirt if I've ever heard one. And on the view screen, we have, and this is a pretty big honor, folks, Commandant of Starfleet Academy, Admiral Daniel Prue. Now now, Commandant, I, I have to wonder, like, when the cadets first come, is it like Hogwarts like do you sort them into their colors or how does it work?
0: Oh no no no, we actually took our cues exactly from Harry Potter. So yes, everybody gets sorted. Um but of course this is Star Trek, right? We we don't live in a in a magical world, we live in, in a science world. Uh so you you get sorted according to your genes. Is how it works, right? So you come and you give a sample of your blood and uh and then the magical doctor tells you which uh which which department you belong to.
2: Right. Uh, it doubles as a anti, you know, founder screening, so two for one, right there. <laughs> well,
0: and it also, it also, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, here is your, you know, here, here is your, your vaccines. Here is your, you know, anything that you need. Here is your medical screening. And oh, by the way, well, you're kind of a blue shirt. Look at your DNA pattern. Come on now, you're a blue shirt. <laughs> so This sure. is basically Gattaca, is
1: what you're saying.
0: <laughs> In a lot of ways, I guess it would. be. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, as folks can probably not tell um, from the <laughs> starter. Uh, we're we're going to be doing actually, and I'm just going to head spoiler alert, number one in a two-part series. Um, it's called, yes, the Starfleet Career. Um, basically, what we're going to do is, is kind of talk about, you know, my fandom in, in Next Generation of Star Trek is always about the real-world aspect. So we're going to talk about what it's like to actually be a member of Starfleet and and rising through the ranks. I know we've kind of talked about promotions before, but first we're going to kind of go through Starfleet Academy and and the what we saw in TNG for the academy and what it's like to be a first, second, third, fourth year, or if you're some people maybe a first, second, second, third, fourth year, um, and then. Uh, What it's like to be, you know, and then we're going to talk about in this episode, then about the blue shirts and going through the ranks. What's it like to be an Ensign blue shirt? What's it like to be a Lieutenant blue shirt? And then we're also going to talk about the red shirts. And then for part two, we'll be talking yellow and gold. It's the same color. I know. Um, But that's just a whole other bucket. So. So let's just uh let's just dive into it with Starfleet Academy. Now I know Daniel you I know you've always said you were very excited to finally see Starfleet Academy for the first time in first duty. You know what what do you think we saw for for the you know the the first year the bars whatever you call those on on the the, the collar there. Um what did you think it was like to see we saw what Wesley was a second year or third year and then Nick Locarno was a fourth year, I, I don't remember it all. And and apparently uh doors still um open in the Academy. It it's all very strange, but what were your thoughts about Starfleet Academy?
0: Uh, you know, I, I did like it. I liked the idea that we saw Starfleet Academy and that we got like these these what we got, which which was pretty good. I, I I've never thought of it in the context of what like divisions people go into. And I, I guess I wouldn't know. And I've never really thought of when that is determined, right? Like when do you pick command track, or when do you decide that you want to be a scientist? And and those because they're divisions. Like there, there seems to be lateral movement, right? Like oh well, Worf changes colors twice, you know, in TNG and then and then in Deep Space Nine, you know, like there are times that you can change colors. So it's not like a set in stone like you joked about in the in the opening it's not like a Harry Potter you are a house member of this from the start till the end kind of a thing. Uh I've never really thought about it honestly um I mean well I mean Captain Kirk right he goes from from gold to uh to green to red right? I mean like I mean he he colors a, a bunch of the gambit there and, and all the colors. I don't know. I I don't really know if Maybe it should be decided while you're in your academy years. That seems kind of premature, unless you're like bones, right? Unless you're like going to medical school, that then then it makes sense, right? I don't know because because of the way that the command structure is made, ultimately everybody can get to red, right?
1: I, I don't know. well well in their uniforms, you'll you'll notice every cadet always wears red. Yeah. So. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Except and it's, it's only until. It's only until until there no he wore the he was in first duty he wore oh the red. yes
0: in first well right in, when he when he actually that went was to the sort school. Of like right yeah
1: yeah so uh, it's not until you're corrupted that you have to choose your major and go another. <laughs> color. Um, so Darren, what would you think of Starfleet Academy and not only what we saw in in say the first duty, but then like apparently the you know 25-year process to get in there um, and coming of age and, and, uh, and other episodes we saw about how to get into the academy.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we saw, you know, Mendon, Morgon, Mangdon, you know, trying to uh, to get into it the same time as Wesley, which makes me wonder, like, how big is the entry pool into Starfleet Academy? I mean, there's thousands of starships. I mean, the Federation's pretty big. So if everyone, you know, is trying to get their way back to San Francisco, that'd be a huge class. So I got to think that there's other Starfleet Academy installations Besides San Francisco Earth, uh, but yeah, it's. It, I think they definitely approach the lifelong learner model, which would kind of explain how you know, oh, you know, I, I you know, I don't really want to be a level two transporter tech. I want to be a blue shirt. So they take a couple, you know, biology courses on the side, and boom, you know, they unlock. Uh, that new um, color scheme on their on their uniform i don 't know it maybe that 's how it all works,
1: but now, now i 'm seeing like the uh, the commercial for Starfleet Academy, like the old in the eighties and nineties of like whatever the the online one be like, "Come join Starfleet Academy. you can be a level two transporter chief <laughs> you know what I was assistant thinking assistant to of- the chief of biologists
0: you know what I was thinking of was um very famously. And, and you know, it's funny that we talk about the first duty here, but, um, is Nick Carno slash, of course, Tom Paris and like, Oh, Tom Paris, you, Oh, you took an elective at the the Academy in biology. Guess what? You are now second, uh, the second medical <laughs> officer of the ship. And it's like, that's why you got to watch out. Yeah. So it must be a much more fluid system than, than we're actually used to seeing. Like, like, we we've, we we had an entire uh, episode titled Data in Red, right? Like where Data could be command officer, but Data could literally fulfill any role on that ship. There's no reason that Data could not be every in every tract. So like those tracks must be very fluid. I feel like they must be very very. Um, they allow for a lot of uh, uh, you know changes in, in structure there.
2: Yeah, and maybe it's more for, like, just, I don't know, just, yeah, some sort of either how it's structured, like, who you report to, or, because, again, we also, I mean, we'll get into the specifics, but, like, blue and gold have double duty as well. I mean, you could have a, I guess what I'm just saying is, like, you're graduating class of engineers are going to wear gold, but also your graduating class of security personnel, you know, or whatever. So it's, you know, you, I mean, in the real military, everyone doesn't, everyone wear pretty much the same thing except well, for, you know, what's on your, some de- some of the decoration.
0: And this is, and this is why I like, um, in 2009, right. All of the cadets are wearing red. Everybody is. It right. doesn't matter what division right. you belong. Also
2: to. in the future, you know, Everyone would. No, I'm just kidding.
0: And in, in, in ex, for example, like we just mentioned in First Duty, everybody is wearing the red uniform as well. Like that makes sense. If that's the cadet uniform, then that's the cadet uniform. Like there, you don't need to kind of establish those. You don't need to delineate those different positions, I guess.
1: Yeah. Now y- y'all are talking about data. Now in the game, Data and Wesley sort of trade academy tales uh data talks about go- going snipe hunting <laughs> He never did find that snipe um and then of course, Picard shares with uh Wesley in um uh, was it Samaritan snare or- Com- or American Coming of Age. yeah well he talks about how he uh, failed out or you know he didn't make the academy so it really strikes me as a very hard school to get into yeah. <laughs>
2: No, that's true. I can like I really like that idea you had, Daniel, of the the ad. I'm I'm picturing like the, you know, Western Career College kind of. Uh, well, it's a, sorry, that's a thing out here. Um, <laughs> oh, oh,
0: but it's just, that's so L.A. Don't even worry about it. But um,
2: <laughs> but no, but it's like really like upbeat tempo, and it's like at Western Career College, do do you can do it? And you know, it's really easy so i can just picture now you know at starfleet academy i don't know what rhymes with academy but you know i'm just thinking the propaganda department's probably churning an overdrive to to make this such a prestigious school the only way you get on a starship um but is that like yeah is, no it's
0: it sounds a lot like greendale's uh community college program <laughs> but uh well, they're all no, the what,
1: same what color uniform does marketing wear darren <laughs> Uh white. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we really I mean, other than first duty, of course, we don't see that much of um the Academy, um, other than doing death defying stunts to graduate. So let's move on to Daniel's uh life, uh the blue shirt. Um and like I said, we're just gonna kinda go through the different different ranks um in each color here. So I know blue shirt obviously as we all know is both science and medical, so there's a little bit of mix there. Um, but they're obviously two different things. You know, maybe a teal and a blue. I don't know. It's very confusing. Um and counseling, so which I know yeah. is science. A science, yeah. Or medical or more of a medical thing than a, Yeah.
0: or I, I guess it's a mixture of both.
1: Okay. So first let's let's start at the bottom as we were wont to do, uh ensigns. You know, we saw some. The only ones I could think of, but of course, if you know, all are smarter than me, if you all remember some other ones, the, the first Ensign blue shirts I thought of were like the ones who were signed on Wesley's team um, when he had his little uh, in pen, oh, pals. pen pals. yeah. So, I mean, they they seemed. And I Wait, let me
2: just stop you right there, Philip. If you need help, just let me know, and I'll come in and take over the podcast. Don't worry, it's your it's your first. T- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, they were a little rude to him.
0: I'm pretty sure uh, in her early appearances, Ogawa was an. I th-
2: I thought so too, but remember
1: maybe, she got promoted in first duty
0: to li- to lieutenant, right?
1: Yeah. Well, no, that wasn't first duty. She got promoted, I'm, I'm, but it was another episode she got yeah, promoted. I, yeah, I I yeah. So hey, I'd yeah. move her from lieutenant junior grade to lieutenant. So.
0: Well, I mean, you can definitely skip uh, Lieutenant Junior Grade, depending on who you are. I feel like that's like a like a a voluntary rank or not a voluntary rank, but like an optional rank. Is this an official report on rank,
2: <laughs> Daniel? Uh, but well, yeah, so we don't see a lot of ensigns, but you know they're obviously because the uh, people who are spilling coffee on Picard are usually always gold. So okay, so, so
0: he, uh, to answer your question, Philip. An ensign blue shirt is a grad student, right? He's a research assistant. (laughs) He's someone who is. (laughs) They're they're, working on their dissertation. They're just doing, exactly. They're just doing their, the peon work that they have to do to get recognized by the larger community. They're just, they are, they're the slaves to the research and eventually they'll break through in some way, shape, or form. That's what, that's what a, when you graduate from, if we're doing this from, from, uh, a, uh Starfleet Academy point of view. That is your undergrad. Then you get into grads uh, or graduate school, whatever. And then you get into your kind of your doctorate work. And that's what, that is what being a blue shirt ensign is. is like, you know, you put your time in and you, you put your head down and you don't say a word to anyone. It doesn't matter what you do as an ensign as a blue shirt. You just, it's about putting your time in.
2: I'm now picturing like 20 blue shirt, ensigns coming along with dr paul Stubbs, like as his research team <laughs> exactly. and they're just like they're like bunk bedded crammed into like part of the engineering section they're like oh we gotta it's gotta launch the egg freaking psycho Off playing baseball at his head <laughs> six, <You know.
0: laughs> of, six of them are like have coffee for him like are shaking because they've been just like up for 48 hours like <laughs> yeah
1: I think that would explain why, uh, Wesley's team, like the ensign blue shirts are like 45 years old. or something. <laughs> I do uh-huh. like that. Everything, everything, but is as the ensign, as they say in the academic world. Um, <laughs> I like that. So, uh, so, all right, Lieutenant junior grade, the next pip we talked about, um, you know, that would explain like, again, if we're still following that, that logic, uh, uh, Daniel. So like that would explain like why the blue shirt, even if it's Lieutenant junior grade, their only job is just like to deliver pads, because the the real work is doing research, right? It's kind of like, yeah, I got to teach a couple classes, but really, you know, this is.
0: Did we see? Was Picard in tapestry? Was he a junior grade lieutenant?
1: Yes, he had yes. been promoted once in fifty eight <laughs> million years.
2: Otherwise, uh, I, as uh, Philip Lovely uh, designated him as Nightmare Picard, but yes. <laughs> Yeah, like imagine being like, you
0: know, like a. <laughs> he was an RA. That's what he was. Like, uh, or, you know, he was just a guy helping out. Like, he. he maybe, maybe if he keeps trying real hard, he'll have his own idea uh, and maybe get his own research grant or something at some point. Uh, but no, he's, you know, he's not going to. Yeah, uh, he's just going to keep doing the, br- the brunt work and.
2: Hey, he's excited that they just finished their first sensor sweep of the neutral zone. <laughs>
0: that, that's what he's been waiting for. That that's is what the big break for. his research needs.
2: There's, <laughs> hey, there's 58 particles of space dust per cubic meter and a class two comet.
1: <laughs> there's hey, hey, coffee. Spoiler in alert. That nebula. <laughs> spoiler alert.
2: Uh, but yeah, but and then like you also mentioned, Philip uh, Ogawa is starts as lieutenant junior grade. So you're starting to get, you know, you get a mentor. Maybe you're 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 narrowing down your path instead of you know just doing research, and you get taken under the wing of like a competent doctor or maybe like the head of a stellar sciences or something, and you know you're on your way or delivering pads,
1: but. Right, and it's interesting because when, when the, the next rank, lieutenant, or full lieutenant, however you want to call it, um, you know, I was I always remember, unlike some people, I remember Dr. Salar. So I was looking up her rank, and uh, yeah, she, she was a full lieutenant, you know, which I think is funny, because when you think doctor, I think maybe we automatically all assume commanders or lieutenant commanders, but she was just a lieutenant, so I guess, there you go. She, she maybe got, she was she, a pediatrician. She defended <laughs> that dissertation as lieutenant junior grade. Or, or she did her residency, and then complete, boom, you're a doctor, there's your second full pip there.
0: And, I, again, I'm going to go back to um the 2009, because honestly, that is the most complete kind of idea, uh, the most complete vision of, of Starfleet Academy that we get in any Star Trek canon, really, honestly. Um, in a lot of ways, I feel like. But, like, Dr. McCoy is dr mccoy as soon as he graduates school and like or starfleet academy he is a full-blown bl- full full-blown doctor uh and you know maybe because you know medical is a little bit but
2: different. a doctor is not a rank though
0: no no right that's what i'm saying And so i'm like maybe it, maybe it's okay to be a doctor and just a lieutenant like it's possible <laughs> to do that like it's those aren't equivalent
2: well, are you I, saying I mean, you want to be met with Dr. Ensign? Because I don't know if I want Dr. Ensign performing anything on me. I'm sorry. The bio bed. I'd rather have the Biobed on auto than Dr. Ensign, you know, performing this uh, this heart surgery.
1: I mean, not, not to bleed into other ones, but I would point out, you know, when we first meet Dr. Bashir, he's a lieutenant junior grade. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's his first assignment. And so he is maybe, like
0: a super duper genius, ultimate on brilliant.
1: the frontier of medicine. <laughs> but that maybe he was an ensign and then went to medical school, and And then lieutenant junior grade.
2: Well, remember he was second, you know, best in his medical school because he mistook that whatever for the whatever. Yeah,
0: that's right, true. But, but I mean, maybe I was an
1: ensign Bashir is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, lieutenant I guess what junior
0: you're saying, grade. yeah, yeah, because he is fresh out of. He's. We're supposedly told he's fresh out of our fleet there i don't really know i would have to go back and actually watch emissary i'm not really exactly sure but to but on kind of to oppose that view um the the doctor from doctor who no wait not doctor who um from voyager has no rank and is still a doctor so i mean he's he is uh, he's below and he's a uh, he's at transporter level he is just a uh toaster as we're told in the beginning of the show and he is still uh, not the rank, but he's a level of the Doctor. He is, that's what he's known as, the Doctor. So I guess, I guess those two things are completely
2: independent. And then he jumps straight to command when the uh, opportunity arises.
0: Like, when they conscripted um, Bones in the motion picture, like, presuming that they could do that to someone who was not ever a part of Starfleet, if Bones was just an older gentleman... Who was a doctor? A simple
2: country doctor. As
0: a it simple were. country doctor. Um with, could they with, could with he have chest been? hair
1: and jewelry and beard. <laughs> and <laughs> and would they bottoms. have
0: just given him ensign rank? I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, and, and not to use the real world, but I would just throw out um in Please, the Please use the real world, Philip. Please help us. In, in the army, um there there's the specialty branches like uh doctors and chaplains and attorneys, um, they're automatically Captains, which in Starfleet would be full lieutenants, like, and they're what we call direct commissionees. Like, okay, you're a doctor. We're gonna throw you in this kind of training, um, but it's like doctor training, so it's not really. But um, and <laughs> then you come out, and congratulations, you're a cat. You know, you know, you skip two ranks basically. So hmm.
2: that makes sense. Yeah, like on Mash, which is super accurate. Uh, yeah, all the doctors were at least captains. I mean, you had Captain Pierce and Captain. Mag- I mean, they were all had yeah, a few that were higher, but I never saw any doctors or at least surgeons that were lower than that.
0: Besides Doctor Picard, Doctor Captain Picard, <laughs> what is the highest MD? Ranking, <laughs> what is the highest ranking <laughs> doctor we've we've seen in Star Trek?
2: Well, well, head of Starfleet Medical, I would say, would be the because ha- oh, you're Dr. basically Crusher, like
0: Picard, right? But <laughs> that's but the same, same person. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, but in a different role, I'm saying that's kind of like the admiral of of medical'
0: I'm just, but it's I'm just, not just trying, trying to admiral. think
2: think of
1: the uniforms
0: like like I know we'd never get to well, see
1: well daniel uh, i i you know i I hate to answer your question with <laughs> obviousness. who was the most highest ranking doctor let me I'm just gonna scratch my brain for this earliest appearance. Oh, the encounter at farpoint, Admiral McCoy,
0: yeah, no, that's true he was he was a blue shirt admiral that's what i was just gonna ask have we ever seen a blue shirt admiral and i guess
1: mccoy would be would be the closest that we get well in uh was it remember me isn't place oh yeah yeah
0: mm -hmm. that guy well he was never real anyways if he was just a part of the traveler's imagination so get up (laughs) on your
2: facts philip
1: that's true you remember me. Okay, so let's go up a rank here. So Lieutenant Commander Blue Shirts. This is when we start to actually get people who get lines in screen time. Um, so, let see, I, I'm a Lieutenant Commander, so
2: uh, I should know. No, wait, actually, no. That's actually not last
1: name, first name Darren. That's
0: last name Oh, Darren. I see what you're doing there. Nice.
1: Oh, nice. ha. Uh, yeah, of course, in Lessons, we had uh, Commander Darren. Um, now, she was sort of, I guess... A department head, kind of? Yeah, I yeah. think yeah, so. She had a team. Yep.
0: Uh, she, was head of, she was the new head of Stellar Sciences,
1: right? That's what she was. Which was a totally important position, which we saw before <laughs> and after. Hey, they saved people in that episode. The
2: head
0: of Stellar Sciences on a scientific exploration... Oh, Phillips, you're going to get me upset. I'm You not mean a military
1: Asian. ship? Oh, here uh-huh. we go. <laughs> 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 I certainly saw the security chief on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, they needed a bigger
2: boardroom table. I think we've all discussed many times before how the whole reporting to department head thing doesn't seem to happen on the enterprise. It's just the A team on the bridge and everyone else just kind of like makes things happen. No, everybody
0: else re- reports to Riker. We just don't get to see those meetings. I would love to see the, one of those meetings, that would be really fantastic.
1: Right, and I would think after a certain incident, he has to ha- keep the door open during those meetings. And so <laughs> he has to have a, a window. Third party has to be present.
2: <laughs> keep a keep a boot in the in the door. Uh, but and then also isn't um, is does Troy start as a lieutenant commander? What's what is the test that she takes? Is to be a full commander, a right. Commander, yep. and and challenge Riker's commander dominance. But yeah, um, well, that's an interesting. I mean cuz like you said that's a really good example of you know moving up in promotion because at that point even though she's you know firmly rooted in like the science aspect you know she's having to learn and make command decisions. I mean we also see in like disaster you know that she has a doesn't doesn't have a lot of the technical knowledge of the ship but you know, she's still giving orders, so definitely I can see how higher ranks can kind of shift around between departments because they kinda of are cross-trained just from the get-go.
1: Right. And yeah, and else other than then even though theoretically, as Daniel says, there should be a flood of blue shirts, we don't really see them. Um but then okay, so full commander, as 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 you said, the the commander dominance um now the, the sort of the non-regular person i thought of was bruce maddox mm-hmm. right yeah. he was a commander yeah. so um you, we see what happens that you know for red sh- shirts um when you become a uh admiral that's when you become a bad admiral. but for blue shirts it comes much earlier um it's <laughs> when you're a commander that's when you become a Commander Blue, Shirt. I don't know what you would call it.
0: <laughs> is that like um the the lady who um, <clears throat> challenges Crusher in her treatment of Worf in Ethics? Oh, in,
1: in
2: Ethics, <laughs>
1: was, she was she was she in Starfleet though? No, I think She was civilian. I think
2: that's what I thought.
0: I don't remember. I don't honestly. I didn't remember. But um, no. But I mean, if we're gonna talk Com- Commander Blue shirts, right? It's, it's something we never think about, but it is important that like from encounter all the way into all good well you know till parts of all good things uh, and all the way till nemesis um crusher beverly crusher is a commander like she's she's a full-blown commander from episode one
2: i think we just didn't notice it for a long time because you know she had her jacket on like honestly i didn't i didn't see it it's like oh that's right you're a commander like You should be the third person, like uh, ordering the
1: self destruct or whatever, when it comes time. And then there was the part where we said, "Hey, we prefer a a a little bit more uh, professional bridge. If you could take off the jacket and wear one uniform with everyone
0: else." (laughs) You know, it's interesting because because Beverly has taken that command uh, test right, so she's killed Jordy at least ten times right from the get go. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's just it's funny because. Uh, we just, we never, she's, I think, hang on, besides data, the only person that we don't see kind of shift positions at any point, except in an alternate future.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, other no, than is. being Starfleet medical.
0: Oh, you know, I shouldn't even say that because that's actually true. We do actually kind of see her, although that's kind of a ridiculous thing. No, yeah, I shouldn't say that we don't see her do that though to be fair we don't see that happen
1: yeah what if she got her fourth Captain Pip in Nemesis 2 it would have been like her first yeah, and then Riker and then-
2: I know that's the really interesting but yeah that's the interesting thing just of like what you know because Captain is so synonymous with like the head of a ship you know I mean they didn't even make Cisco a captain until he got a ship uh so that was
0: barely a ship i wouldn't even call it a ship it's more of a lifeboat if any but
2: i mean if we go by raw power it was definitely a
1: ship (laughs) oh geez yes of course it was like a star base what are you talking about it had
0: so much power it was ridiculous Um, (laughs) 3.7 anyways i'm sorry
2: but yeah it's it's got you know unless you're yeah like an admiral or, or something it's Yet still in the medical realm, like, in the army, like, you still have, I'm assuming you have, like, captains that are in the medical wing. Like, it's just a rank at that point. It's not, like, you know, not when she's, like, captain of the Pasteur. Like, she could be a captain and not have a medical ship,
1: you know? Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I'm, like, they're, they're, like, commanders of hospitals who are colonels, which would be a captain in Starfleet. You know, yeah, so.
0: Yeah, like, captain is, is just a, like, captain of the ship is a position, captain right. right is a rank isn't that how it would work is,
2: is one spelled with an a and one spelled with an e is that how I, it works i think works? That's,
0: i know <laughs> but it, like so i mean like if beverly got promoted in season four the captain that wouldn't challenge picard's position as captain of the ship i mean maybe to viewers it would be confusing but in a lot of ways it seems like that would be totally fine why couldn't she be captain uh crusher Captain Crusher. Captain of the medical like a, bay. Captain Crusher sounds like a superhero of some sort.
1: <laughs> she was a superhero, Daniel, in medicine. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's interesting. We're having this discussion, but like, so, you know, after full commander, uh, other than maybe the one or two we, we quoted earlier, there's nothing higher that we really see captains or admirals of the ones we mentioned, so... So, I mean it's pretty much a you know, career ceiling to be a blue shirt. I think we've established that. So, um That's because you start going lot- evil, like you said. I mean, yeah. Bruce Maddox, he doesn't set a good example. No, yeah. No. All right. Um, and then sort of going to the color spectrum back, you know, to the beginning. It's very well, good. J- I'm sorry. Start. Sorry, Philip, I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: But uh, Janeway was was a blue shirt, right?
1: Right. And I know she's your favorite example. Um so <laughs> And when and she, she p- wanted
2: to be go to captain, she had to shift uh, majors.
0: I I, yeah, I, that makes no sense to me. But yeah, and I guess that's true.
1: Yeah, the, the, the blue shirt become captain. I agree. It doesn't make sense, Daniel. Um, well, it's because
2: I mean they rigged the system. They set it up that like, well, we're gonna just we're gonna have these divisions, but we're gonna have a whole division just dedicated to telling people what to do and leading. And if you want to tell people what to do and lead, sorry, you got you got to throw away
1: your specialty and be in our club. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to see a, a Hufflepuff running a ship. Is,
0: is <laughs> I agree. And that's why the blue shirt is the equivalent to Ravenclaw, and Ravenclaw's <laughs> for the win. This year,
2: Hufflepuff has won the House Cup. What is going on? <laughs> Up is down, cats and dogs <laughs> living together. <laughs>
1: Okay, so so under red shirts here. So again, starting at the bottom, ensigns. Um, Daniel, one of your favorite episodes, of course. First, uh, excuse me, lower decks. Sam Lavelle, uh, a good ensign red shirt. We see what what what's his experience that that we see there.
2: Was he just at the helm? Was He's he a Canadian. helm boy.
0: He's Canadian. Don't worry. about <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it seems to be that's sort of the premiere. Red shirt ensign spot is the helm
0: yeah it's it's uh you know it's yeah it's the jock position exactly yeah uh red reds equals jocks there you go <laughs> if if that's no well i don't even know if that's true actually i would say uh no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna reduce it that simply i can't do that um yeah red seems very nebulous to me um i mean it seem like command tracked. How do you start early on on the command track? Like, oh, I think I'm a great leader, so I should start right away leading people. Like, I don't know how that begins as a career path. Like, what do you fall back on if you suck at leading people?
1: Uh little well, blue shirt. I mean, that's obvious. Oh, stop um, it. Uh, <laughs> stop it.
2: Well, yeah, but maybe, I mean, that's why we see people change so much is that it's less of an issue at the beginning unless you start to, you know, shift to a speciality, but, um, but I think uh, we're probably just getting hung up on the word command because it's not necessarily like, this is the leadership command. This is like, you know, again, it's just kind of these other positions, you know, like, like helm. I mean, helm is in operations, but it technically could be, I mean, in the original enterprise, all the positions that sat there were gold shirts, which is oh, which is command? No, never mind, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of just like just this other. It kind of becomes, unfortunately, the catch all of anything that's not a science, medical, you know, weapons or or
1: uh, operations. Well, maybe it's sort of like uh, you know, the air force or whatever that you know. It seems like all the captains and first officers are really good pilots. They all come up from the pilot <laughs> side of the house. That's true. That's true. I mean, Picard loves steering the shuttles or the Enterprise in the booby traps. Right. And then Riker's the best pilot, apparently. Next to certain Locarno's. All right. Well, of course, at the end of uh, Lower Decks, you know, Lavelle gets his, his second pip. So he becomes a lieutenant junior grade. And, of course, our our interesting junior officers, you know, this is junior officer rank, that we saw in season one was a very young Lieutenant Junior Grade Wharf and a very young Lieutenant Junior Grade Jordy LaForge. So, Darren, what, what's your views on the Lieutenant Junior Grades of the Red Shirts?
2: Yeah, I still don't like the fact that they're that Lieutenant Junior Grade and Lieutenant are both called Lieutenant and Lieutenant Commander and, and Commander both called Commander. I would not survive well in the Army. I'm just telling you, I would. I would not. I would not. Yeah, it, my brain does not handle that, but. Um, but no, when he's giving his official report, you know, Worf does pretty good, and Worf gets promoted by, you know, battlefield commission basically. As is when Tasha dies, but um, it's it's interesting because I feel like I don't remember seeing this like in TOS at all. Like everyone seemed like they were a lieutenant on the bridge in TOS, but or crewman. It was like. But uh, yeah, I don't. But you know, it's 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 a starting point, and we don't really know where LaForge was in his career because, as we will, I'm sure, quickly discuss, he like rockets out
1: t- to full blown admiral by season eight. You know, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, and the, uh, the we sort of saw in um, oh, and I'm blanking on the name, of course, but there was the sensor uh, whatever room sensor. That's our maintenance, yeah. That LaForge and Jordy yeah. were in. There's a little speech there about, like, you know, Jordy's like, Well, you know, like, hey, War, how did you get stuck here, too? And warf's like, Well, Captain Picard likes his junior officers to what is it? Practice, 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 study, study, yeah. study, work, work, work. I don't know, something I said it three yeah. times. But, <laughs> bloody but, Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so speaking of full lieutenants, um, you know a full lieutenant red shirt that we saw, you know, because like I said, we usually get the ensigns of command. Um, yeah, I did that over at uh, helm, <laughs> but uh, but in uh, first contact, we get Lieutenant Hawk, the ill fated yep. Lieutenant Hawk. So um, I don't know, Darren. Rest in me? Peace. Yeah, yeah. So, so Daniel, any thoughts on the full lieutenants of uh the red shirt variety? I don't feel like we get that many. I don't think in my head. Carnell. No, oh, yeah, sorry, that's that, uh, yes. that's that's Tom Parrish. No, 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 Lieutenant Parrish is Lieutenant Junior grade.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Isn't it confusing, Daniel? Isn't <laughs> it really confusing?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean uh yeah, they they tend to be um you know, flyboys, boys like replaceable characters. Fly the
1: girls. Show.
0: Or Fly Girls, like they tend Ensign to be replaceable Gates. characters on the show. They tend to be just the people that sit in the front and do whatever, whatever. Um, I guess this would be like, this would be a level above Ensign Crusher, but a level below Commander Shelby. Right? Like you're in between those two positions.
2: Well, it's technically two levels above Ensign Crusher, but I know what you mean.
0: Well, I was thinking, yeah, well, that's fine. Right. But in between those two, those two levels. So you're kind of, like, at, like, a mid-career crisis at that point. Like, I'm sure there's, like, 90% of those people never go forward in any meaningful way. And then, like, the 5%, you know, kind of become bridge officers.
1: But I guess here's my question. What else do red shirts do except man the helm? I mean, like, is there, like, 58 helm duty shifts a day? Like, what else do they do? Well, my thought would be if if you
2: have department heads, you're gonna need some sort of middle management, like maybe a lieutenant or lieutenant commanders over like a specific department um maybe like maybe- well there's probably well there's different shifts for one thing you know that are and there's also probably lieutenants that help like other key systems like that battle bridge, making sure that's all ready to go or um you know preparing the tapes of the mission logs to go back to starfleet uh, headquarters for our Picard's conspiracy but yeah I, you don't see a lot of them i don't think you actually see any of them besides at least canon uh besides
1: running the helm right and and one thing i did neglect to mention we'll be talking about enlisted ranks in part 2 too so don't want to feel like i'm ignoring the enlisted folks all right.
2: Well, maybe they're uh, the lieutenants are all like cello players, and you know, don't you dare a speak gymnast Ill of,
0: uh, of 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 tr- transporter Chief <laughs> O'Brien. So,
2: no, no, I've, I'm just saying, like maybe they were brought on the Enterprise to you know be Picard's sparring partner, or program the holodeck,
1: or. Again, you're making the Starfleet Academy commercial really good here. <laughs> the assistant fencing helper. Oh, you so could you... dispense with Captain Picard, the legend. Oh goodness! it look bigger on the brochure? Okay, so for Lieutenant Commander, um, my random example here would be Dexter Ramek. Ramek excuse me, Dexter Ramek, Um, from two episodes. I'm forgetting the first one. The second one is conspiracy because he was two. um. But I guess that was sort of like admiral's aid or contagion. adjunct. The contagion. Yeah, con- yeah, exactly. Contagion?
2: So maybe that explains your lack of of lieutenants on a starship. Maybe they're more like on a starbase or like back at, at a headquarters where there's much more levels of, you know, people running things and red tape. You know, that's where you're uh, going you red shirts uh, okay.
1: red pads or whatever you want to call it. Of course, then there was Lieutenant Commander Shelby. I mean, she was sort of a, uh, even though she was up-and-coming first officer, I mean, she was sort of an administrative role of, like, head of a task force. Keep an eye on her, PJ. Uh, She's a, I don't know.
2: My
0: (laughs) Old man's fantasy.
2: (laughs) But no, you're right, head of a task force. Maybe the red shirts all run committees. That's all they
1: do, you know. Save the clock tower and all that. (laughs) Yeah, she was head of the Borg task force, and then made then was made head of the uh, fleet rebuild task force. Um, So she probably spent a lot of time at Utopia Planitia. Say that, which you would think would be engineers, but there you go.
2: Which I mean, to break you know series, I mean we know Cisco worked there, and was he a red shirt? I don't know. He could have been an engineering shirt.
1: Which I know is not a thing, it's cultured, but yeah. Okay. And of course, I mean, some of this starts getting obvious here. So commander, um, you know, red shirts, you, first officers is usually who we see. I would say you could say Starship or Starbase commanders as well from Deep Space Nine. Um, but uh, I don't know, any other examples of, well, of commanders?
2: I mean, you have Riker listed, but I mean, Daniel, isn't he forgetting a most noted Commander, oh, the executive officer. Yes, of Starship Enterprise. Commander McDuff. <laughs> commander how McDuff. Could, how could you forget Commander McDuff? I mean, you cannot forget. <laughs> he made that episode. It would not have been anything without Commander McDuff.
0: Oh man, I love Commander McDuff so much.
2: <laughs> and then, I mean, it's it, Worf and then, becomes a commander. And actually,
0: you know, honestly, the joke about Commander McDuff works so perfectly in the in the context of this conversation because, Philip, you were talking, like, what do these people do, right, when they're not... Where do they come from? Where do they come from? <laughs> what do they do when they're not, like, specifically being the helmsman or whatever? Like, Commander Macduff is hilarious because he's a, a realistic character in the fact that yeah, of course. There's a commander, a red shirt commander on the bridge who has a lot of authority. It doesn't matter what he does. He has a generic name, he has a generic title. He it's totally legit why he's there. No one would question it, but that's the joke about it. Like Commander McDuff is like Commander Mac generic. That's why I love him so much. It's ridiculous.
2: And
1: his Wait. name is is so, is equally ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> so there's Kerman Rando. And then there's <laughs> Commander Generic. <laughs> <laughs> the all all head of the USS lollipop. Mm-hmm. Um but that's another story. Then of course you get that fourth pip because you finally learn to sit down. Um, you know, the captains, obviously Starship captains, I don't you know, necessarily have to go way into that. But of course, a, a random one, um Captain Redshirt would be Captain Louvois, Philippa. Uh so And Jag. You- yeah, the JAG course, whether it's judges, which she was at the time. Or you know, I guess maybe senior JAG attorneys or whatever. So, so that
2: uh, makes sense as another, I guess, sub-track of command is you have the judicial system, um, the lawyers and the lawyers have come back after we banned them in, you know, twenty one fifty eight. Uh but uh I know that date isn't right. Don't write me. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, we have Captain Lavoir, which is cool when they bring him out. I mean, we see a lot of captains. We see Captain Jellico, we see Captain Pressman, we see Captain, what was a Minstrel Boy? We just talked about this. Ben um, Maxwell. 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 Ben yeah. Maxwell. Uh, so we see a lot of captains, and they're usually used as like a comparison to Picard, you know, four shift, three shift, blah blah blah, but uh you know, just different styles and although we all see them as just head of a um head of a ship, you know, they've been given a mission. Captain Morgan Bateson, I mean he had a mission as a border cutter. Do you remember Captain Good to Bateson? be fair,
1: everyone on that ship was a red shirt. They were a maroon shirt. Oh that's well, true. Yeah, that's true. well
2: back then it was collars. It was all about the collars. Actually, I don't think they had collars. So I was don't know it, how they tell
1: each other apart back then. Was it about popping collars? <laughs> no, it's about pomp and circumstance. Uh-huh. Well, all right. And then, of course, the Admiralty, well represented by the red shirts. Um, uh, you know, I mean, w- we, we've done bad murals before. So, you know, any. it's hard to list good admirals, good morals. All right. Well, well, this has been fun uh, traipsing through um, uh, the uh, guidance counselor path on the Starfleet career. But the color spectrums and ranks and why Blue Shirt is a dead end is not the only thing we've been talking about this week on the network. Here's what else you may have missed this week on Trek FM. Previously
2: on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit. <laughs>
1: usually mike and i are like "Mm, what's going on our heads are just spinning like what i don't understand what's going on you know and like you know when i listen to that i'm like are we like you know bad
2: (laughs) the orb
0: he requests, you know but you are an officer to serve with him on purpose you know he understands you make this their own we can't do it on purpose I could see him, like, accidentally requesting a Bajoran officer. Oh, man, I, I checked the
1: wrong box on the form. Damn. <laughs> the ready room.
0: Actually, I think at this point, Vulcan Love Slave was probably just a short story, right? It hadn't been turned into a full. <laughs> That's right. It's not a full blown
1: novel. novel at that point. Yeah, it's yeah. just
0: fanfic. It's just fanfic. Yeah, just fanfic. <laughs>
1: <honest>. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> just on the internet, people started writing after first contact there
2: in Montana.
0: <laughs> to the
1: journey.
2: It's a very much the genesis of Seven of Nine. Genesis, Genesis, Genesis. allowed us not. Sorry. Commentary, Trek stars. So we're closing in on the World Series is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the Sox were able to win the World Series in, you know, 12 games. So we're no White Sox, but we're like the Cubs or something. <laughs> oh, no, wait, they didn't win the World Series. Never mind, never mind.
2: The 602 Club. To speak back to the lightsaber overall, I mean, it was practical reasons that they switched it to green. But I've always
0: loved the fact that that Luke had that green saber even when i was a kid like it's really cool it's an immediate visual signal you know even outside of the outfit that he's wearing that he's he's a different kind of person than even we saw in the previous film and i just i really like
2: that literary tricks. the pinnacle of episode
0: that we've ever done on that was probably when we had tristan from to the journey on to talk about some voyager comics and <laughs>
1: We ended up, that
0: show was named Two Box for medio School for Badasses or something of that nature. So, I mean, yeah, these old comics can just be very, very
2: fun. Meta Trex. I looked it up, and Ornare is the Latin word for to adorn. That's fascinating. So, I looked up Breka, and it turns out the same spelling, B R E K K A, is Old Norse for slope or hillside. And that, listeners, is something you will only get right here on Metatrex. Better living through etymology.
1: (laughs) And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm.
0: So check out these shows to get in on the daily Trek talk. You'll find them in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows podcast directory for Xbox and Zune. Visit the Trek.fm website for the full Trek experience. You can view our podcast directory to stream the audio from all of our shows. If you would like to contact us, just go to trek.fm slash contact. From there, choose Message to a FM Show and select Earl Grey. These messages will be relayed by Starfleet to the three of us. In social media, you'll find us on facebook.com slash trek.fm or join our Facebook listener discussion group called The Babel Conference. Find it by searching The Babel Conference on Facebook. Now let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor this week, audible.com. Audible is a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. This is the premier source for audiobooks, with more than 150,000 titles to choose from, and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a TrekFM FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. Just go to Audibletrial.com slash TrekfM and sign up today. Again, that's Audibletrial.com slash TrekFM, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. There's one more way you can directly help us to keep Earl Grey coming to you each and every week, and that's through becoming a patron of Trek FM. By visiting patreon.com slash trek.fm, you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all our great content. So please become a patron and visit patreon.com slash trek.fm today.
1: So Darren, if folks want to talk about why you chose your major, um, where can they reach you on the internet? They can find me on DrSciFi.
2: That's under Twitter and my website at DRSEIFI.
1: Something something blue shirt, Daniel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, of course. They can find me and we can talk about all three, all things uh, uh, STEM or all things uh, interesting and all things blue shirt <laughs> um, uh, on the internet at 1updan. That is the number one not the word.
1: And if folks want to talk about why Red Rules... They can find me on Twitter and my handle is NC public servant. That's NC for not only is it command. It's <laughs> the greatest adventure ever. <laughs> well, folks, it's, it, you know, it's been great talking about the Academy. You know, it really makes me want to relive my Academy days. I'm just going to go find my Academy yearbook. Um, can you guys help me find it? It's in my trashed ready room. Um, well, while, while we're, while, it's while, one of uh, these pads. Yeah, it's, uh, it's. let me just throw away this uh, priceless piece of architecture. Uh, there we go. Somewhere under here. Until then, and next week, make it so. Live long and prosper. And fire.